0: Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. It is Friday, the end of a great week, great weather. Some podcasts that I enjoyed delivering to you. Looking forward to the weekend. I'll be in Minnesota on Monday speaking, but I will still come to you on Monday. I will be sure to have a podcast ready. Yesterday, we talked about the widow in poverty giving everything she had to Christ. She wasn't worried about worldly concerns, how she needed that money, where she was going to sleep, food, Her only concern was giving what she had to God, giving it all with no other concerns. It's not just an example of giving, it's an example of worship. The rich person was only given what was easy for them to give. They might have been giving out of habit, they might have been giving to show off, look how much money I have, look how much I can just give away. Now, they might have been doing it out of concern for God, out of true worship. It's pretty obvious from the scripture, though, that wasn't the case. There are other not-so-subtle hints in scripture about what real worship is. One of the most famous, one of the best, is from Matthew 18, verses 2 through 5. Jesus invited a little child to stand among them. Truly, I tell you, he said, Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. It is our ego, it is our pride, more than anything, that keeps us from entering the kingdom of heaven and what are the, one of the things he's pointing to there, you know, kingdom of heaven is not just a place far in the future that we die and if we were saved or did the right things we go to. The kingdom of heaven is among us right now. It is how we were made to live. Adam and Eve brought death. Christ brings life. When you truly follow God and follow Christ, it's it's not some legalistic thing, and now, oh, you're okay, and you're going to go to heaven when you die. No, it's more than that. It is entering the kingdom of heaven. It is an invitation to walk with God. If you don't feel that way, more than likely, it's because you are not acting like the child. You're acting like the rich man, whether you're rich or not. You can have ego and pride and be poor. You know, obviously those parables are done in a way that we can get the meaning of the story fairly easily. But real worship requires this humility. And why is that? Here's some more words of wisdom, very old, from the Philokalia, a collection of wisdom from Christians who went into the desert after the persecutions. You see, when the early Christians were being persecuted, it was sort of easy in a way, to focus on what was important. Because unless your faith was strong, unless you followed what Christ said, and his disciples said, your faith wouldn't last very long, you'd give up. You risk too much, being thrown to lions, having everything taken away from you. So what Christians did that leave? It only left the serious ones. And then, as Christianity became adopted by the empire, and then it became easier to be a Christian, there were many that saw that as a threat. Oh. Now that we're accepted, now that it's easy, we will lose the savor. We will lose the humility that allowed us to become what we are. And so they went into the desert to work on their humility. And St. Isaiah, the solitary, who lived around 370, that's what he thought. So in his writings, he asked the question, what then is meant by the worship of God? Now, as I read this, I want you to think about the widow, given everything. I want you to think about the child, the innocent child, coming to God with purity. I want you to think about Christ telling us that unless we change and become like that child, we'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. So here's what he says. What then is meant by the worship of God? It means that we have nothing extraneous in our intellect when we are praying to him. Neither sensual pleasure as we bless him, nor malice as we sing praise, nor hatred as we exalt him, nor jealousy to hinder us as we speak to him and call him to mind. For all these things are full of darkness. They are a wall imprisoning our wretched soul. And if the soul has them in itself, it cannot worship God with purity. They obstruct its ascent and prevent it from meeting God. They hinder it from blessing him inwardly and praying to him with sweetness of heart, and so receiving his illumination. As a result, the intellect is always shrouded in darkness and cannot advance in holiness, because it does not make the effort to uproot these thoughts by means of spiritual knowledge. Who is the one who is not shrouded in darkness? Who is the one that comes to God with purity? It is the poor widow with nothing but God, no ego, no sensual desires. She looks in the mirror, I doubt she thinks she's pretty. She feels like she has nothing. She's beaten down all her hatred, all her malice gone, left with nothing, she approaches God and she has everything, the innocent little child no one to hate yet, no one to envy yet, no sensual pleasure cursing through their veins. By the way, that is the greatest danger to the sensualization of our society, the sexualization of our society, is it leads to our kids. And at a young age, it takes their innocence and it injects them With sensuality and sexuality, which immediately begins to fog their minds and increases the chance that as they grow older, they'll never remember what it was like to be innocent. They'll never remember the opportunity they had to draw close to God. It is pure evil. It's pure evil. You allow your kids to dress that way, you allow your kids to see those things, you might as well be putting them to bed with the devil. you're clouding their minds, you're distorting their intellect, and you do it to yourself. You do it to yourself. You do it to yourself in so many ways. All week, talking about the social dilemma, leading to talking about the widow and what we need to do to empty ourselves to truly approach God, it all comes down to this. When we approach God, are those thoughts, are they gone? Are are we praying to God to have them leave? Or are we trying to justify them? You know, I say this jokingly quite often, but there's some deep truth to it. And this is whole six flags over Jesus culture. Let's have a rock band and lights and exalt ourselves. Well, you know, there's a sensuality that comes with that. If you don't believe me, look at at how people up on stage dress. You know, they're dressing like rock stars. They're dressing like Taylor Swift. They're trying to say, look at me. Look how cool I am. Oh, but I love Jesus. You don't love Jesus. You don't even understand what Jesus is. Because God doesn't want you to come as a rock star. God wants you to come as a child. God doesn't want you to come to church in expensive clothes. He wants you to come to church like the poor widow if you can't understand that you are so far from worship, you are so far from understanding God get down on your knees and pray those aren't suggestions okay, those aren't suggestions that's not some flashy preacher explaining what he thinks scripture means and how to be relevant in culture that is Christ telling you what you have to do to follow God, period. Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name Welcomes me. See, you're in the kingdom of heaven right now. See, right now, some of you are going, well, you're being legalistic. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about like the eternal salvation of your soul. You know, if you're a Southern Baptist and you think, like, yep, I've walked up front, I'm saved forever. Okay, fine. If you're a Calvinist and you're like, Yep, God's decided it's not me. If you're an Armenian, you're Orthodox, and you're like, nope, you got to make a decision, that's fine. Whatever you believe, the kingdom of heaven is now. It's now. And to enter it now, Christ says you must become like a little child. And what does that mean? It means in your heart is innocence. There is no sensual pleasure. Malice, hatred, jealousy. Now, obviously... None of us are going to get perfectly there. The only one who is perfectly there is Jesus. That's why he is our example. That is why we get down on our knees and we accept him. That's why we ask him to enter our heart. That's why we listen to his words. To become like little children, to become innocent, to become pure. That is worship of God. Sometimes we got to start by looking around us, where we worship, how we worship. What do we see? Do we see sensuality? Do we see greed? Or do we see humility? Do we see forgiveness? Do we see simplicity? That is the path to God. That is the path to true worship. That is the path that allows us to fly and fly high. Now friends, it's going to be a beautiful weekend here in Indiana. I hope it is where you live too, but if it's not, that's okay. Do what a little kid would do. Play, tell stories, look up in the heavens and think of Jesus. Try that this weekend, alone, with friends, with children, that next-door neighbor who's struggling with the poor, with the hungry, heck, be like a little child and do it with some homeless person. Bring them some toys. Bring them something to eat. Have a conversation. Do that, and you'll glimpse God. You'll glimpse true worship, and hopefully it will draw you, and you'll want to stay there. It will become a light within you and a light that you will share with others and a reality that no matter how bad things may seem, no matter what the press tells us, no matter what social media tells us, all we gotta do to find God right now is get down on our knees, come to him as a child, and then we will be ready to fly. So until next time, my friends, aim high, spread your wings like a little kid would, like my little Mercy and her angel wings flying around the house. Or Mary Inger when she was little doing the same in a park taking pictures like a little kid. Spread those wings, running the grass barefoot. Sing out to God, thank God for the air you breathe and keep your eyes on all the things that matter. I'm your host Silwan. Until next time, as always, and don't forget to gather around Monday for another episode of The Pilgrim's Odyssey. But until then, peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.